The Chosen is the first ever multi-season television series about the life of Jesus the Christ and the followers he chose. This is an independent account of that TV series brought to you by the Tally.life. Welcome to the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. It is the unofficial Chosen Broadcast, T-U-C-B, episode (laughs) 5, the Tuckpa, episode 5, it's DJ Payne and our good friend The Prophet here, Uh, we are are sailing through, and I'm going to try to fit in all the... uh, you know, all the boats and river uh, and water body. <laughs> you need a segue <laughs> right at the can. start, right at the start. That's good. <laughs> because we are discussing uh, on, this ep- on this episode, we're discussing season one, episode four. It is called The Rock on Which It Is Built, which is a very clunky title, I think, The Rock on Which It Is Built. But as soon as you see that, uh, title, you know that it's going to be about one person. Oh yes, and pretty much one person only. Um, so we're we're going to be talking about this episode, all about uh, the Apostle Peter, Simon Peter, in uh, in this one. But uh, before we get into it, Prophet, we have uh, we've had a bit of a mix up in our recording schedule times. Yes, well, I I I listened back to the first episode when you were like, look, I wanted someone reliable, someone that can get stuff done. And then this week, I'm just walking around with, with the weight of that phrase on my shoulders going. <laughs> we, we, nah, uh, listen, you've done. In the last hour. I'm, I'm laughing about the fact that last week, on our last episode, I was worried about your wife's birthday maybe mixing up things. No, no, your wife's birthday, <laughs> forget about it. It wasn't anything about the wife's birthday. But when it comes to hip hop and having hip hop dudes come and visit your house, everything goes out the window. Right, I was gonna say, no, no wifey's birthday, mate. The Tuckpa prevailed. Uh, put on, put on a hip hop conference. Game over. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> oh dear. Ugh. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, and that's probably the majority in Australia. The organisation that we've mentioned before, Crosswords, which is basically the Australian uh, Christian hip hop church, Australia wide, worldwide, uh, we we do a conference once a year in November uh, called the Uprock Hip Hop Summit, and that just happened virtually online this past weekend. So all schedules and all recording programs went out the window. Oh mate. I could have, I tell you what, with the, the conversations I had post-Uprock at three in the morning, that, that could have been a podcast in itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, let you, I'll let you and the guys yeah. uh, start that one. Now, give, you got, you got to give a shout out to, um, you know, a couple of the fellas, uh, you know, traveling and, and, and being involved in the conference came and stayed with you up there on the Central Coast. You got to give them a shout out. Oh, big shout out to the man and force from Adelaide who <laughs> year in, year out has come up from Adelaide, sometimes on his own, sometimes with people to get involved. And uh, he was uh, brought to me by the bro, Jay Freak, from uh, from the Shire. The Good man. old Jay Freak. Oh, mate. Uh, and look, two, two absolute legends in the Australian Christian hip-hop scene. Enforce holding it down in Adelaide. Uh, and if you want to treat, if you want to treat yourself, go to YouTube right now and search up now you've got to spell it in a hip hop way it's enforce and just the letter n yep. f o r s 
Am I spelling it right? Yeah, that's I mean, correct. I I'm having to check it. You've just got to spell it like that. So it's N-Force, N-F-O-R-S. Go search him up. And uh, if you can find his YouTube channel with his with his video homemade video clips, uh, the best one is Radio Gaga, oh, where nice. it's a, basically a cut. The cover of of the Queen song Radio Gaga, and his he he, he stars in it. What can we say? He right. appears in the video clip. Tables turn the tide every Thursday night. Hypotherapy immersed with diverse delights. Was the addition of the local MCs. Competition had arisen. I was wishing I'd be doper than these. I practiced for hours, extracting my powers. With passion and action, reenacting without a recording system. Couldn't afford the equipment until I bought a tape recorder that I ripped it. For years I persisted, the fears I resisted became clearer and distant, clearing the distance. His videos are, the, are one of my favourite things ever to come out of the Australian Christian hip-hop scene. That's Enforce out there. So do yourself a favour and check them out. My, my personal favourite was the Mariah Carey uh, cover. The seems because time's ticking, so I'm flipping knife, written the rhythms to my rhythm. I'm forgiven by Jesus. The reason he's bleeding is a mission to receive him and trust love. Cause MC's a must love. That. If I could be having the worst day, and if I watch that video, you know what? Life doesn't seem so bad anymore. No, no. <laughs> just imagine, just imagine for all the American listeners out there, just imagine Crocodile Dundee doing Christian rap. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's basically Enforce out there. Uh, so, uh, look, listen, I'm glad you had a great time. Uh, we are Our recording schedule's totally mixed up. Mixed up. So, and my, my schedule's all over the place as well this week. So it's been a bit of a chaotic week. But to come down to the question, have you had a chance, or else this episode's in vain, <laughs> have you had a chance to have a watch of Season 1, Episode 4? I watched it last night. And oh, good. With, with, with Hannah? Yeah, with Hannah. We we uh oh, good. Yeah, we still did our, our weekly tradition. So it was good. It was good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I try to slip in some news about, you know, the chosen and the chosen world because every week it seems like good old Dallas Jenkins. Oh, Dallas Jenkins. Bleeding gums Jenkins. <laughs> our fa- our favorite our favorite Christian director out there of all things of the chosen. Uh it seems like every week he's releasing new news, uh new updates and everything like that. He's doing really really well on getting it all out there. Their Christmas special is looking fantastic. Coming out Christmas so we're looking forward to that. And part of the Christmas special that they have uh, is is going to be uh, a whole bunch of Christian music artists out there singing in the sets of The Chosen. Uh, one of the artists is a really interesting artist out of Nashville. It's a band called Kane, and this is a brother and two sisters singing together. I've really enjoyed. They're fairly new to the scene. I've really enjoyed uh, some of their songs. So I thought, why don't we kick off by playing Rise Up, Lazarus. It's by Kane, and I want to play you the Franklin remix of this song and uh, give you a little bit of, you know, whet your appetite of what you can expect, maybe, maybe on the Christmas special of The Chosen. But uh, we'll be right back on the Tuck Bar. That's oh. right, the unofficial Chosen broadcast in just a moment. In the dark and all alone, growing comfortable. Are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb? You 
you are travelling with DJ Payne and the Prophet on the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. chosen broadcast it's dj and the prophet here and we are discussing the rock on which it is built not exactly the most you know fall off the tip of your tongue title that they've come up with so far uh but this is season one episode four of the chosen now uh not my first time through for those who are just new to the podcast i've i've watched it uh, quite a few times uh evan this is your first time through every time and I, like i said i don't even read the title of of the episode yeah. I'm going in blank canvas. Uh, you, so even so, so that you're at a disadvantage not seeing the title because you didn't even realise who this is going to be about. Did at, at a certain point did you click in and go, "Oh, this episode is going to be all about Peter"? Did you sort of just realise that as you were watching? Well, because we we you know we broke away from the surprise. I'm the main character at the end of the episodes to the yes. full episode of Jesus and the the kids. And then it picked up pretty much where we left off from like, okay, now we're going to figure out what in the world is this fella going to do um, now that he's compromised his position with the Romans and his yes his, his brothers, you know? So, yeah, I, I was... Exactly. I was keen. So I was hoping, I was hoping it was going to follow that that storyline. Oh, and, so. and, well, your, your, your hope got answered there because we pretty much pick up exactly where episode two finished off. Peter is out there with the Romans in the boat, the Romans who had met him at the end of episode two, and they're out floating around in the darkness of, of, of the water. He's got, it's just, it's just Simon Peter with a whole group of Romans and they are, you know, floating around looking for uh, Jewish uh, fishermen fishing on Shabbat and not paying taxes on it. Uh, obviously, it's, uh, you know, Peter's Peter's thinking, how can I get out of this? And he decides to uh, conveniently <laughs> get them to row, row into a sandbank and damage the boat. So, um, you know, but that's not before he realises that there is a there is a at least a friend of him or someone he knows close by from the fishing lure that he's seen so uh, we then cross we cross back to our favorite uh, our favorite uh, downtown bar slash pub hole in the wall the hammer where everyone back knows your name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a scene with um Zebedee and and his two sons. This is obviously James and John and uh, their dad, Zebedee, who are fishermen. And Andrew and Peter are coming in there. Peter's invited them in there for a chat. And basically, Peter comes clean. Mm. Peter comes clean to the fellas because the lure that he had found in the water was their fishing lure. And he's basically saying, listen, I know you're out there fishing with it. I'm in a rock and a hard place. We're all in a hard place. How about I help you out? And it's not looking good. He offers them some sort of scheme to get through, you know, give me a catch, let's work at this. No one's having any part of it. And Peter is basically on his own. We then we then go uh, straight in. You can tell also with that scene that Andrew, not not exactly happy with uh, the, the, the scam that his, uh, you know, his brother has cooked up there, you know, needs to be pointed out. Uh, we then move into, uh, we move back to Matthew, the tax collector, and uh, he's having an audience by himself this time with Quintus. Yeah, he goes in with he, no babysitter. He comes in, yeah, full awkwardness, quirk, quirkiness, <laughs> ready to come out and to to have his his brutally honest uh, convo. And he has another one of their moments where he's like trying to say, "Oh, look, I'm more hated than the Romans." But the way he words it, 
And the dude next to yes. him like slides his sword out. He's like, I mean, because you were born Roman and I chose to be. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, man, he's awkward. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. He does such a great job. He does such a great job here. So basically that conversation is Quincy's saying, listen, you might have been right. Your gut feeling about Simon Peter might have been right. How about you f- trace him, follow him, you know, do that. Matthew's mm. very happy to do that. Yeah. Probably a little bit too happy <laughs> to do that, if you know what I mean. Well, he's, he's, his, um, sneak, his sneak game needs to level up. He's the most oh, we- <laughs> obvious spy in the world. He just he, well, yeah. he's been commissioned to spy on people, but he turned spy into just awkward guy watching on yeah. from the bushes. <laughs> yes, yeah, not 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 great at all. He might we'll get into that later on, but he uh, might as well have just had one of those comedy sessions where you know he dresses up as a pop plant and picks yeah. and just moves around a pop. <laughs> like it's all it's shockingly bad what he what he gets up to. Yeah. But uh, we then we then cross you know very briefly to the um, synagogue in uh, I think it's meant to be the synagogue in Capernaum, and there's discussion uh, from Rabbi. Uh, Shemuel, I think his name is. Uh, he's going to be. We've seen him a few times already, and he's bringing a report in about John the Baptist. Mm. There's a crazy guy out of the Jordan River baptizing people. Uh, he's been calling the Pharisees some not nice things. You know, this this is Nicodemus is very interested and is and has a plan to talk uh, to John the Baptist because he has a lot of questions about these miracles, nice. you know, and following up from uh, Mary Magdalene. There, we then cross back to uh, uh, Simon Peter's home where his wife Eden and is there. We haven't seen them since uh, episode one. Uh, her two brothers, uh, you know, are there as well. And they're having a, you know, obviously having a bit of a deep discussion. Uh, Simon comes in. He seems a bit unstuck about it. He thinks they've sort of all cottoned on to where he's at. But no, there's another issue. Uh, Eden and her brother's mother, uh, and again, in the Jewish vernacular, they call her Ima. Mm. They call mothers, you know, your mother is your Ima there instead of saying mom or mama or mummy. Uh, it's Ima there. And they realize that she, you know, she's sick and she's going to be staying with them. Um, Peter is fairly stressed out <laughs> about this. But but the, we, we get, we get, and this is one of the things that I love the most about this episode. We get a, a conversation between Eden and Peter where she, she goes for it. In, in, you know, multi-levels, but she saves the best to last and she brings the spiritual challenge yeah, to man. her husband. As a godly wife, she brings that spiritual challenge to, to Peter. She basically lands it, you know, square between the eyes and he is he's convicted yeah. about what he has to do and where he's going. I, I love it when she, you know, because watching, I know people and, you know, guys who have struggled with different stuff and, and this character, he struggled with gambling in the past too. And like, you know, watching him in very similar vein to, you know, even modern yes. day relationship dynamics of where, you know, the, the excuses and the, the, the lies or whatever get to a point where you forget where you're up to. And he's like trying to make up for it when he was almost let it slip with, in front of her brothers and stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you've got, you've got to have a good memory if you're going to be, you know, excusing your way out of some situations and stuff. But I love when she says, you know, you've been, you know, basically blind around here or you've had your eyes closed type thing. She's like, if you're not, if you're not going to be here, I know God's with me. Um, type yeah. thing. Sort your, sort your stuff out because at least I've got God to 
to rely on when my husband's not around. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and look in the in the in the hands of a of another actress, I th- I, I thought I thought it could be really. I mean, her acting her acting is so good. Um, in the hands of another actress, it might seem really naggy, mm. naggy, because she even pulls the line, "You're not the man that I married." Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's like the quintessential. You know, if you if you're writing a sitcom and you want the naggy wife, she's going to throw out something like that. But the way that she deliver, delivers it, and Dallas and the team writing it, do it in such a way that we that we we're made aware of, and we see it by Peter's reaction that she married a man of faith. Mm. She married a man that was after God. She married a man who believed and had faith, and that's all gone. He's changed. Yeah. You know, he's been relying on himself. And, and oh, my goodness, I think, you know, I've had a few of those conversations with my wife, right. you know. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting, She's like, to, the yeah. you know, when you get to such a point where things are such a mess and you're so, like, just completely exhausted trying to clean up the mess, that is yeah. the time where you need to lean on your, your faith and your values and those things you're rooted in the most. But how often... Yeah. Guys with that type of personality, Mr. Fix-It personality, completely neglect the faith side and burn themselves, like run themselves into the ground trying to fix the problem. And it's she's just like, man, where's that faith? Where's this, you know, yeah. this solid man no. of faith? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great scene in the chemistry between, of, I've just pulled up their names, Lara Silva playing Eden and uh, Shahar Isaac playing Simon Peter. The chemistry they have between them two, those two actors – Absolutely fantastic. Really, really love it. Peter then moves outside and starts getting his nets together because he's got a night of fishing to get through to try to make things work. He's desperate times come for desperate measures. He's down to – that's all he can do, his trade. And while he's there, he's Peter – he's Peter – while he's there, his brother, Andrew, comes running in breathless, breathless. And he is so excited. Nothing matters anymore because he was out there seeing John the Baptist and John the Baptist points out the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Messiah yeah. is here. Peter is having none of it. <laughs> Could not care less. Does not want to even know about the Messiah because unless, and like he says, unless the Messiah is big, strong, rich, yeah. he's going to change things up. It's not going to help at all. And you can tell right here that Peter has lost all faith. Mm. The thing that, you know, the thing that, you know, was a defining part of his character is now gone and uh, he's, he's, he's going to head out. Now, while that's happening is when we get literally the comedy situation of uh, of Matthew, the tax collector, <laughs> hiding woefully in the bushes, <laughs> literally, literally with almost like with a clipboard and a pen in his hand right. as he stares intently at what's going on. Andrew sees him and just rolls his eyes. And then as Peter gathers his stuff and heads out, they have a conversation together. And, you know, he, there's no use hiding anymore because Matthew's right there, out there in the open. Yeah, I was just thinking, man, if, if he was any less subtle, it'd be him like on the shoulders <laughs> of a Roman soldier Wearing a Roman, like a really long Roman trench scene, trying to blend in. Like, yeah, you know, when he's yeah, sneaking yeah. the extra person into the movies. <laughs> oh, I love it. I was, oh, yeah, I was hoping they were going to go full comedy and he's wearing a trench coat and a hat, <laughs> like a spy hat with yeah. a pair of binoculars. Yeah. I've, but it's, I, I, I kind of dig it because they're just, he is sticking to character, man. He's like, he's doing what he's told and, and not even realizing the. The, the consequence yeah. with his own people is just being awkward. I'm just 
I'm now, doing my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Paris Patel, the actor who plays Matthew, does a phenomenal job because he brings an emotional weight to what he's doing. You see that there is a vindictiveness to what he's doing. Matthew's mm. doing this, you know, out of it. But there's also, and you, and you get that with the line that he says, yeah, they don't listen to me. Yeah. They'll listen to you. Like, Peter, you're popular. You can talk. You're funny. You're all of the things that I'm not as this awkward Asperger's-type personality over here. And you get a sense of why he's doing what he's doing. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's 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 quite interesting. So we realise that Matthew has followed him out and, you know, and the dog followed Peter out to the waterfront and is still spying him, spying on him from the edge of the lake as he watches Peter by himself out there all night long trying to fish, trying to fish. There is there is one more little scene that I'll just mention very, very briefly. Uh, Nicodemus and his wife uh, are going to stay around for a little bit longer to do a bit more research around this whole this whole case. Yeah. Little throwaway scene in there. So meanwhile, Peter is is having it out. He's having uh, what I like to call bringing up another fishing scene from a classic movie. He basically is having a Lieutenant Dan moment yeah. out of Forrest Gump. You know, if you remember Forrest Gump, and one of my, my favourite scenes out of Forrest Gump is Lieutenant Dan in the in the storm talking to God. Well, Peter's having his Lieutenant Dan moment in the storm. There's not an actual storm, but it's a storm of his heart. Yeah. Lays out the facts to God and says, listen, this is what you said was going to happen. This is what you've promised. Look at our history. Look at where I am, am now. I think you get pleasure in kicking Man. us around. Heavy. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, who could blame a guy that's like, like his wife mentioned. You know, he used to be this man of faith and this solid guy, lovable character. Everything's turned horrible, and he's like, you know, where, where do we go from here? How do I, yeah, you know, where do we go? At the end, at the end of his rope, and then at the, when you think he, he couldn't get any worse. Uh, along comes help. Uh, you know, Eden has sent the boys out there. So Andrew hooks up with uh, Zebedee and his two sons, James and John, fellow fishermen, good friends, and they come out in the middle of the night to try to help Peter. And they and together, the five of them are fishing all yeah. night long uh, as they go as they go out there to uh, much to, to all of their heartbreak. No result. There is nothing. Not one fish is caught, and they are. They are. You can see that they. And this is the other great thing that I think they did really well in in portraying this. You can see how exhausting this manner of fishing is. Throwing these huge nets in, you know, out pulling them back up together. It's exhausting work, and they've been going yeah. all night long. But then, oh, but then here it comes. We get the we get we get the, yeah we get the big final act. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll leave everybody in suspense here. Uh, is there a song that you wanted to bring uh, for this episode? There is. It was. It, it, it's a bit more of an obscure segue, but I love to theme it to the you know to the episode. This one it is another throwback, but to our very much beloved DJ Madge. So he put up, yes, Ooh. he put out a uh, like a compilation, but an album called Boogie Root or Boogie Roots. Uh, there's a track on that called Through the Night. And this is, is dedicated to, you know, Simon Peter trying to make it through a very significant night in his life, maybe even his last night. Yeah. <laughs> but I know for a lot of people this year, we're coming to the end of the year. Everyone's just trying to figure out where do we land? What type of posture do I carry myself in next year? 
Um, you know, a lot of things have changed in people's lives and some nights you're probably up having a rough time wrestling with God a bit. I dedicate this to you, our, our Simon Peters out there who are figuring out what to do next. Um, dedicate this to you. DJ Madge through the night here on the unofficial chosen broadcast. Hey, it's me again. Seems like the 491st time I've done it and know how I plummet. Headed opposite the sky, feeling sick and tired of being tricked in lies. Man, somebody's got to get me out because even if I shout, self-doubt's got your boy sprung out on some trap call, giving in to bad listening. Now I see the results of mad crippling. How can it go from being so okay to not knowing Keep swimming against the current. The unofficial chosen broadcast. So when you feel like you just cannot go on, ask the Lord that when you pray, He make a way to get you through the night. Just take a vow to be true until you die, no lie, and give thanks for another day. It's okay. It's CJ Payne and the Prophet. You oh, yes. are listening to the unofficial Chosen broadcast. <laughs> We're talking about Season 1, Episode 4 of The Chosen. It's called The Rock on Which It Is Built. It's all about, basically all about, Simon Peter. And as we've left him there before the break in the episode, he, his brother Andrew, James and John, and their dad Zebedee have all fished all night long because of the drastic time that they're in and no fish no fish it is dawn they're throwing out ideas can he run away to egypt can he yeah. <laughs> can he hide over here what can he do how's he going to get out of this and peter's like look man i just hope that if they decide to beat me senseless you know i'll live with that and and it'll take the pressure off everybody else mm. but as they as they're getting closer they can see a crowd on the beach on the on the shore there uh matthew and we should say matthew the tax collector is there with his black dog his faithful his new his new best friend the faithful black dog and uh they notice as well at the same time that there's this crowd on the beach and and the the boating guys mistake it for the Romans already assembling there at dawn, ready to go. But Matthew realizes as they get a bit closer, no, this is somebody teaching a group of people. And it's funny, as they get closer and closer and closer, finally the teacher turns around and Andrew on the boat with his brother literally nearly jumps out yeah. of his skin <laughs> and is like, this is it, that's the one, he's the one, that's the Lamb of God. Peter, Peter, this is the guy that I was telling you about. And Peter is even more frustrated at his brother's <laughs> response. And so as as they get close, Jesus introduces himself and and basically says, you know, great to see Andrew again. Listen, guys, the, the people that I'm teaching, uh, and we notice in the crowd of the people that he's teaching, there's Mary Magdalene. Uh, there's two of the disciples that we've seen before at her Shabbat. They're all sitting together. And Jesus says, listen, they're having trouble listening to me. Do you mind if I stand on your boat? Mm. And they're like, oh, you know, you can see Peter just about to say no. And Andrew's like, "This step this way. Let's yeah, go. Come, you know, come like, on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's rolling out the red carpet for Jesus. I have Jesus. no quarrels with you, yeah. teacher. 
but I don't have time for this. It's a, it's a great scene. It's a great scene. And so Jesus stands on and, and teaches a, a, a simple parable about, you know, you know, about how fish, fishing works. He incorporates Peter and the nets into the message. So most of the crowd disperses, but we do notice that three of the disciples, there's three of these budding disciples, Mary Magdalene being one of them, and the other two uh, that we, we saw at the Shabbat meal, uh, Thaddeus and little James are standing there waiting to hear what Jesus is going to do next. Jesus turns around and says, and we get the classic scene that we know so well, if you grew up in Sunday school or you've been into church and you hear about the calling of Peter, Jesus says, look, just just slide out a little bit further. Yeah. Throw that net back in. And Peter's like, oh, boy. And Andrew's like, let's go. And again, Andrew's on the net before Jesus even even finished speaking. And they throw the net in. And the great exchange, the great, you know, great visual exchange. And this is why a television program can be so much more fun and emotionally impacting than just reading, you know, the words on a page. Peter gives Peter gives Jesus the, uh, this look of, I told you, num num. There's yeah. no fish, you know, no one's got it there. And Jesus gives him this little look of like, hey, yeah. well, here we go. And boom, there are yeah. thousands <laughs> of fish in the nets. You know, they are, the nets are breaking. James and John and their dad, Zebedee, sort of, they, they've pulled up a little bit further away. They see what's happening. They are running through the water in the dawn sun, running to get there. They are helping, pulling the fish in. And it's, and it's actually a really well done scene for limited budget, limited special effects. They do a phenomenal job. The team did a phenomenal job of pulling off a fa- the fact that they're in a boat, you know, about to tip over with so many fish, valuable big fish, you know, going into the boat there. It's a beautiful scene. Peter, of course, straight to Jesus, have that great moment of depart from me. Yeah. (laughs) Get away. You don't even know who I am. I'm a sinful man. You know, what are you doing here? And Jesus calling Peter. Jesus, you know, he doesn't really have to call Andrew because Andrew's right there already. He sees Andrew's heart is ready to go. And then and then I love the fact that he sort of just glances over and goes, yeah, and you too as well, James and John, Come on. let's go. Because <laughs> he, he doesn't, he, you know, and they look to their father, you know, they look to their father Zebedee, a wonderful moment where, where they're like, you know, the boys are like, what are we going to tell mum? You know, <laughs> and his dad's like, this is the Messiah. What are you, you're worried what I'm going to, you're going to be late for supper? Go, go. Yeah. So the beautiful, beautiful faith there as they realize that this man is the Messiah. Um, and so we get, you know, the final scene of them walking, walking away from the water together. And we have this ragtag collection of people now following around Jesus. Uh, you know, we have Andrew. We have Simon Peter, Mary Magdalene, uh, Thaddeus, and little James, and James and John. So it's it's beginning to grow as they as they follow there. Two last two last moments to this episode. Matthew comes up to Zebedee, and you know because Zebedee's like, "I'll look after the catch." So the inference here is that all their problems are solved because this is going to pay for everybody's tax debts. Yeah. This is such a large cash catch. This has solved all the problems. Matthew knows that. And I love the fact that Zebedee says, you know, this is this is amazing. And Math and Matthew, you can sit, tell Matthew in that 
analytical mind is like, That's no, impossible. this is imp- this is impossible. Yeah, this should he's it's this is not computing in the machine brain that he's been given. This yeah. does not compute. And I love the way that the way he's eyeing off inside the boat and all the fish. You can yes. tell he's like yeah. he's calculating like, okay, yes. what's this yes. worth? This is impossible. Yeah. Like you, you can yeah. just see, he's like, he's like, oh, that, 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 that is about forty thousand fish in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a, it's like Rain Man in the box of matches yeah, on the yeah, floor. For, it's like, like the he's Matrix at letters like, are like <laughs> coming down in front of him, and he's just absorbing the information. He's like, what? This is, yeah. and it was yeah. a cool way to 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 see somebody take it in and and see it as a miracle because for him. He's yeah. seen it in such a different way and gone, there is no way that that could happen yeah. without a miracle, you know? Yeah, Exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. So the final scene uh, that we have is we cross to a, looks like a makeshift prison where a uh, hairy guy in a camel skin is sitting in the dark <laughs> and it's John the Baptist being vis- visited by Nicodemus. And it's a very brief exchange. The, the only thing we get to see is Nicodemus coming in and and uh, John the Baptist is very confused to see a Pharisee at his door. Mm. But the Pharisee asks, but Nicodemus says, I need to ask you about miracles. And you get then you get the John the Baptist, oh, yeah, you can see that smile. He gets excited because obviously something is beginning to happen. What he's been saying it was going to happen. And that basically is the, is, you know, the, the episode, uh, you know, there we've obviously mentioned a few moments that we've absolutely loved, but what was the biggest takeaway for you as you as you were watching it, Prof? Man, I I like last week, I had a bunch, but I think there was a running theme throughout the whole thing that was like there was just a lot of stuff that you could actually take out and apply to today. Like there was there was yeah. just a lot of practical stuff. And in particular that that kind of theme that was woven through was this, you know, Simon Peter and his wrestling with faith, uh, oh. not wanting a bar of other people's perception of things because his situation, the things that were worrying him was way too important to figure out than to even take a breather to, to bring it back to God. You know what I mean? And so, uh, but I, I cracked up a bit when, when his brother comes and was saying, Hey, I, I found the lamb of God. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, you know, when someone's experienced or encountered something that's just solidified their faith, you know, you, you were excited to, to bring your mate with you to check it out. And I love that. He's like, Oh, okay. So I've got all these problems, and because creepy John points at some man, I'm supposed to forget it. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, man, that's great. But it's it's true though too. Like when you've when you've experienced something, yeah, and you try to share it to someone else. I mean, unless they're there, like it's really hard to take it seriously. And it's so true. Like some of us have been in that position where it's just like, right, what? Because old mate said this, and you saw it that way. Yes. That that's such a thing, and you're like, you, nah. If you were there, man, honestly, this yeah. is what we've been praying for. Like our prayers are answered. Yeah. Like, can you not see? Yeah, and and then just seeing him wrestling, I I just loved how, you know, his final night when he was just beyond. He's questioning God. He's praying it, those oh. angry prayers to God of like, like, mm. have you forgotten about me? I thought I was part of the mm. chosen people. I love the the little subtle, you know. Yeah. Are we not chosen? You know, uh, yeah. and then. When his mates come, and this was a good takeaway for for me that's a really practical application for today, even though his situation was so desperate and they all knew there's no way when his mates came and said, we're going to stick it out with you tonight and we'll, walk, we'll, we'll even 
accompany you when you go talk to the Romans, when you go face up to what's happening. Like they spent the whole night slugging it out just in case. But at the back of their mind, they knew it was hopeless. But just the fact that he had some mates with him, no matter how hopeless it was to just say, man, we're just going to be here with you during this. Like how, how amazing is that experience? Especially, you know, for someone who's, feeling an outsider in their own community or faith community to just have people that are willing to to do that with you even mm. no matter how hopeless it feels and then to see it turn around anyway you know what i mean you never no matter how horrible things may seem you just never know what the next morning's going to bring if you just stick it out man it, it's one it's one of those moments where uh you know and it, it's you know it's implied by the storyline, but you know it, 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 the storyline of 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 the chosen here, not the storyline of you know that we have in the scripture. But James and John being close to Peter and Andrew, and then getting out there in that you know in, you know helping Peter in that in that moment of 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 crisis. If they didn't get out there and help, mm. they would have missed out on the miracle. Yeah. You know, they would have missed out on the on the calling of the of thing. And I was I was as I was watching it again this time, I was like, man, there's a lesson there for us from the chosen TV series that you know. And again, this is one of the one of the joys of of interweaving a story and a narrative that is based on the scripture. And again, I know they're adding a lot to it, and I know that you know some people. I've had a few comments even just in this last week that some people are finding it hard to enter into the chosen because they're adding in dialogue, they're adding in, yeah. you know, scenes, they're adding in backstories and stuff like that. But this is a television show based on the scripture. It's not meant to replace the scripture. Mm. But there's still so many great moments of teaching and, and and moments. And that was one for me, seeing James and John being able to 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 enter in and, and see them aside. Now was if they didn't come and help, would Jesus' plans be thwarted? Of course not. Mm. Of course not. But they were they were able to be there and ready to jump in in that miraculous way. It was a really, uh, you know, really real, uh, beautiful moment for me. Any yeah. other moments that stuck out for you? I had a few few big moments. So, and I don't know if this was a coincidence and me reading into it, but there was a visual thing when he so he says that parable about you know you catch the fish, you get it then you bring it up and you separate the good from the bad and all this stuff. After the miracle, when the boat is filled and you get the, the bird's eye view of the, the boat, every single yeah. fish in the boat looks identical and they're yeah. all good. Um, so yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. you you caught a whole bunch, they're all good. And then I yeah. one thing I love too, it was another visual thing as well, like because you know, when I read that actual, you know, passage and that miracle in the in the scripture you know it's like he's he's walking by the walking by the water and he's call, calling out to him and it's like hey they they're close enough to shore that they can hear a guy calling out to him to put their nets on the other side and yeah. watching it visually like this it's like yeah actually if they're close enough to shore that he's calling out to him they're not that deep out so to get that massive amount of fish that yes. close to shore Brings yes. it to a whole nother level of 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 miracle where it's like, oh geez, that is like they're basically yeah. they were like knee deep in water in in this yeah. version. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure yeah. in the, the you know the actual account how far out they were, but but still seeing that visually is like, oh man, that's it was just beautiful to to see a visual representation of that. But for me too, like I, yeah. I came in, I was a bit like on edge. I was like, how are they going to represent this? Because this is 
I knew that that's what we were leading up to. I was like, this is this is yes. going to be the cast your nets on the other side scene. Yes. I was like, this is actually the first time where we are approaching something that was an account, a direct account in the scripture. This isn't around it anymore. This isn't a set up a, a context. This is the first time we're going to see an actual scene that mm. is a story in the gospel. So I was really kind of keen to see how they were going to approach that man. Um, yeah, which is interesting. So, what, what what do you think of that when you I, first realized? I, I loved that? it. I loved it. I loved it, Ev, because the the way that they've the way that they did it is because we do have dialogue. We have Jesus. We have what Jesus and Peter say to each other. Mm. We have Andrew, James, and John involved in the story as well. So there is rec- you know records of this in the in the you know in the eyewitness uh, you know gospel accounts and the secondhand gospel accounts as well. Uh, you know, depending on the author. So we have we have this in here. And I, and again, I remember watching it for the first time, going, "Okay, are they going to turn into like direct dialogue quote yeah. mode of it? No, they're going to let the actors still act. You know, they're going to let the actors still emote. They're going to put some pauses. They're going to put some thank yous, please, patience. You know, yeah. like little <laughs> moments for 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 all of the characters that I I, I am." You know, I, again, as someone who's watched it a few times and have gotten past the apprehension of thinking, oh, no, they're adding to Scripture or, oh, no, they're taking away from Scripture or any of that, that, those type of thoughts because they're not saying that this show is Scripture. Yeah. They're saying that it's a TV show yeah. based on it that w- they want to drive people to the Scripture. I love it. It's very respectful. Mm. They're using the right words. They're using the scriptural things. You know, the moments that it departs or adds something to it just goes to make the emotional aspects of it or the narrative aspect of it more emotive and more impacting. Mm. So I'm I, I, I'm totally on board. I'm totally on board. Hey, listen, let's take another quick break and we'll come back. We'll wrap everything up. We'll give it our scores. I want to hear your predictions oh. where you think it's going to go next as well, Prophet. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's take a quick break here on the unofficial chosen broadcast. Oh, hello. It's your old mate DJ Payne here with this wonderful sports blazer and boating shoes on here as I walk across my dock out the back of the telly studios. <laughs> I want to let you know about the breakfast show that I do here on the telly. It's called Let's Go with DJ Payne. Four mornings a week at the moment, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and each morning is a different theme. Mondays is all about the new Music Monday show. Tuesdays is the Tuesday Top 20. Wednesdays, we call it The Spark. It's all about the Word of God. And on Thursday is the Mixtape Thursday, otherwise known as The Request Show, We would love you to be a part of it, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'll see you then. I'm going back to the boat. Tuck Bar, 
the unofficial <laughs> chosen broadcast. <laughs> it's DJ and the Prophet with you, and uh, we are excited to be wrapping up our episode about, uh, you know, episode four of season one of the Chosen. This is all about the calling of the Apostle Peter, Simon Peter, and his brother Andrew and James and John, the sons of Zebedee. There, uh, you know, I, I I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's funny, you know, last week with the half hour episode with the children, it seems that you and I had so much to say. The episode was going yeah. long. We're trying to edit it out. This one is, is you know, like nearly 50 minutes long. It's full of, you know, big emotional moments. I feel like I've said everything I needed to say. Like I feel like it's all I'm almost drained in talking about it. So I'd love to hear some of some more of your takeaways, Prophet. Yes, yeah, so I I absolutely love this episode because at the very end, when they were walking off, um, because you've seen it so many times, like I even noticed, you know, last week you picked up that oh, the mum of that girl was this person. Yes. So, so there's a, I'm not having a lot of that. So when there was those lingerers afterwards. Uh, I recognized Mary, but the others, I was like, okay, who are these guys? Now I'm I'm really yeah. keen to see, you know, them develop. But what what I love the most is at the very end, the sense that that I got when the credits rolled, I was like, okay, you know what? Now I feel like it's really starting. Like, you know, we yeah. had all the setup the first couple, of, like the first episode. There was there was setup, and then the big, you know, the boom shaka laka. Um, then episode two was this, you know, very, we're setting up, we're setting up, we're starting to get familiar with this world they've created, you know, on this, this yes. show. Took a, a, you know, a detour on episode three to go, oh yeah, that's who it's about. And yeah. now we're straight back in. And at the end, when it was the come follow me moment, which, hey, that was my prediction. I was like, I'm predicting yes. it's the come follow me time, you know. Um, but when they, <laughs> when they were walking off and started following him, that to me, I was like, okay, now it's started. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah. I had a um, another jump out moment for me watching this, and it, it's just another level of of how beautiful the "come follow me" thing is. So the mm-hmm. two things that jumped out to me is the way that they showed they set up, you know, this miracle with the the fish. You know, when we read it, it's like, oh, it was a miracle. He asked them to follow him in the show we've got context of how they needed yes. that. And it's just a reminder to me that, you know, that it's inspired from, you know, when you read scriptures and when you read a miracle that's happened, in particular, one that Jesus has done to an individual, you know, like when he heals somebody of a sickness or something, there are layers to it because when he yeah. when he heals someone or when he performs a miracle like that, it, it has like three or four levels of, of the impact, you know, like when he yes. touches a leper and heals them. He's he's healing them physically. He's healing them socially, which is more massive. Like he, it, it, it doesn't just make their health better. It makes their existence in their community better. Um, it, yeah. it, it makes them able to set foot into a religious place again and actually be yeah. accepted because they're not unclean. Uh, you know, all these layers and that blew my mind, but the layer that we forget sometimes when he goes up to some of these, you know, pretty rough cut individuals in, in scripture and asks them to follow him for these guys, this is a, a second chance uh, in an avenue of life that they might've just let 
slide or forgotten about. You know, for these guys, they would have grown up going to Torah school as a kid. They would have gone through the things, memorized all this stuff, known how to live their life. But to then make the choice to go back to follow your father's trade or follow the family trade means that they've just decided that, you know, the, the religious route's not for me. I'm going back to that. Or they weren't selected to be a disciple of a rabbi. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so when this guy, the ultimate, says, come follow mm. me, how much value does that put on them to go, I'm being picked to follow a rabbi. This is my chance. Yeah. This is my second chance at, a, at, a, at an apprenticeship of the other side of life that I thought, mm. you know, had, had reached its peak and it has leveled out. It's like, I, this is my chance to show that I'm, I can be that man of God again and yeah. be the local fisherman that everyone knows and loves. Like this is a second chance yeah. of that yeah. side of life, man. And it's, it's beautiful, bro. I think half yeah. the reason why some of these guys just run at it too. Like, man, this is, I, I've seen how important this guy is, but he sees yeah. me as someone that could like be him, be like him. I'm in. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a that's yeah. a great takeaway. I, I uh yeah, there's so there, there is so there's so many moments we could spend in this episode, but it's setting up nicely. Okay, we've got Jesus now with a handful of followers, the relationship between Matthew and the brothers, the you know, the whole tax issue is going to be resolved with that catch of fish. And I love the fact, like you say, the miracle just doesn't solve one thing. It's not just, hey, for me, I love the fact that in the narrative of this, this miracle has actually solved a score of problems, <laughs> you know, socially, financially, spiritually, all these different things. It wasn't just for, hey, hey, here's yeah. a miracle. Look how cool, hey, look what I can do. I, I love it's, how they tied up the, the loose end, how Zebedee's like, you guys go, I've, I've got this covered, all right? I'll sort yeah, it Because yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're reading it in the, in the gospel message, it's like, man, they catch all these fish. And then they jet. Yeah. It's like, oh man, yeah. they must have had like these young fisherman apprentices. That are like, all right, interns, you guys figure that out. Like, the big, the big boys have got some real business to attend to. Um, it's almost, it's yeah. almost a look on Zebedee's face, like you know, this is going to be payment for you, Matthew. You better work out how to get. Yeah. You know, you, it's your problem now. Uh, okay, so we're looking forward to uh, for, forward to the next episode next week. But before we get there, um, I'd love to hear our scores on this one and we do this on the fly out of a hundred percent what do we I mean again this is Dallas and the crew have gone away and said right we're going to present the story of Peter's call and you know how this happens and we're talking about the catch and everything like that how do they you know this is what they've presented back and the best of they their abilities what score out of a hundred do we give it as uh you know the very judgmental teachers that we are that are scoring this <laughs> oh man so I've I've I don't think I've gone lower than you know dropping a couple of points uh, yeah. in whatever episode, but I'm I'm still I'm still very much at the end of this episode. I'm still up kind of mid eighties, uh, maybe even okay, maybe even chuck an extra on. I think this was probably one of my favorite episodes, not from any yes. of the particular standout moments, but because at the end when the credits rolled, I was like I said okay, I feel like it's really starting now and, and it got me excited. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I reckon I'm going to sit sit where I was. So I'm, I'm still on the 85. Uh, the, the, You're going to go 85? I think so, man. I, I, I didn't have any particular reasons to, to draw. I mean, like I said, if, if I hadn't prepared myself 
mentally that I have to shut off the the side of me that would want to be nervous when they're going to do a part that's directly a story from the gospel. If I hadn't shut yes. that off, then I probably would have, you know, got critical on, oh, they've, they've meshed a couple yeah. of stories together into one yes. scene here, um, this and that. But I've... I've gotten accustomed you've now you've taken it for to, what it is this is a television show is. yeah so i've, I've yeah. gotten accustomed to that so that that may have changed well, it yeah but it i'm didn't. gonna i'm gonna upset the apple cart uh, for the score of this one no because don't don't not the way that you think i'm gonna give this one an 88 percent whoa i've got <laughs> <laughs> i'm going higher i'm going higher than this 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 to me the writing the acting, the directing, the special effects, the narrative flow of this, every moment, the editing of it, mm. all of it is a excellent, excellent television show. So good. Like this is this. I I, I would present this show in a, against anything else that the world has to offer and say this is a great television show. What do you think? Man. And look, there might there might be some moments again if we're looking really harshly, you know, some of the you know side actors, background stuff, and things like that. Little moments to fix up on some of the edges around some of the special effects, like when it crosses to the temple in Capernaum, and we get an outside thing of that. Don't look too closely, you know. There's it looks a bit it looks a bit like you're made in Photoshop, you know, the last <laughs> minute. But little other than little moments like that, and like really picky moments like this. I think the storyline and the the payoff of what we've seen with now three episodes of Simon Peter, this is phenomenal writing. This is really good. I give it a really generous eighty eight percent. Come on, so if I if I'm sitting mid eighties <laughs> with a yeah. with a not critiquing the the story from the gospel account, the bonus points for for starting to make a reference to. People have heard about this John the Baptist guy, so there's this familiar yes. thing. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty close to you there, bro. I'm, this is the first time you've had a higher score than me, bro. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. This I'm is upsetting. beautiful. I- <laughs> there might there might be hope for this old Grinch yet. Uh, giving you so I'll put you down as an eighty five percent on that one. Well, let's let's um, go. Well, let, let's go eighty six. I've definitely got to right, be all right, all right. One, higher one more up. than, than what I was for sure. I like but it. It's, it's mid eighties still. I'm, I'm, uh, I've got a lot of hope that that things are going higher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we've run we've run out of time for what we. So uh, so in one in twenty five words or less, what are you what are you expecting next episode? I think we're going to get some some real context on some of those. Uh, the, I'm calling them the lingerers, <laughs> the guys who've been. They were lingering around, like you know, okay. they're wanting to follow too. But like I think we're going to get a bit more, yeah, a, bit more a little bit more about them. little James Thaddeus and stuff yeah. like that. All right, all right. Well, let's see how we go. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, downloading, podcasting, broadcasting, whatever you're doing with the show. We'd love to hear hear from you on our social media. All the links are in the show notes. But until next week. This is where we need some sort of clever line at the end, Prof. This is where we need sure. something special. Until yeah. next week, um, t- tuck into the tuckba. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> Thank you for downloading and listening to the unofficial Chosen Broadcast. Theme music from the Chosen soundtrack by Matthew S. Nelson and Dan Hasseltine. 
New episodes of this show are broadcast first on Fridays over on the tally.live. The podcast version then comes out the following Monday. You can subscribe for free in all good podcasting apps. This growing conversation about The Chosen is brought to you by The Tally.live. The Tally is a new kind of online streaming Christian radio station. Listen and join The Tally family over at www.thetally.live. Until next time, remember, you are chosen. This was another DJP.FM production.